0: new drive with Goodman and Fry presented by Silter Har Mazda a no pressure buying experience in Broomfield. at Silter Har Mazda find them at sthmazda.com live from the Sasquatch Casino and wildcard casino sports desk here's Eric and Terry
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome afternoon drive. Goodman Fry, watch us, Smileysports.com. You can't reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at t fry at eric goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale alum to the public? Go to rmfp.com. It's hard to believe, Terry. Uh, you and I have been partners, I think, for nearly five months. It started roughly uh, when the AVS started, and this is going to be our last show. I'm going to be moving to morning drive uh, with Bruce Hurdle. Uh, from fox 31 from seven and nine and instead of hanging with me was you just want to hang with people younger than me because you teach at metro
2: this semester starts august 22nd so the timing was serendipitous that way and the other thing i really want to thank you for the faith you showed in me and the chance to do this and it's been very very enjoyable in working with everybody here yeah it's been
1: a great time well i will tell you this and i mean this sincerely and i've said this to you off air i look at not literally but more figuratively every media guy in this town Uh, a lot of people have started here a lot of people maybe have had a stop here or there I've been very fortunate to work all over the country and I have not only never worked with someone who has had your experience I don't know if I've ever met somebody in this business who has seen and done what you have seen from the books that you have written from working with sporting news and being flown all over the country to do features. I think I told you that uh, I remember you when I was at CNN and uh, I was working there, but I also at the same time uh, did the pre and post game shows for the Florida Panthers Mm -hmm. with uh, Denny Potvin. And I would constantly read what Terry Fry wrote on ESPN because I wanted to make sure I was up to date on everything. So I remember when I moved here, I'm like, you're Terry Fry. (laughs) So, it has been an absolute pleasure. I have learned a lot. Um, and before I start crying, which I'm not going to start crying, but before we start going down a road, let's just start the show. And with that, time now for the lead.
0: The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, yesterday's practice against the Cowboys. Go ahead. I'm not going to let you
2: get away with that. With what? I tell you how much I've re- grown to respect you even more than I had coming in, knowing. Well, your time, ceaseless energy—it started energy. at
1: zero. <laughs>
2: your ceaseless energy, your deep-rooted knowledge, your willingness to get out there in the field—you you. have sources that I've seen you. Can I at least say I've seen you talk to them on the cell phone?
1: I—I'm I, on the phone a lot,
2: and uh, just your uh, complete professionalism and uh, that deep-rooted knowledge about the sports scene, both Thank in you. Colorado and around the country, is just very, very impressive. And I'll never. I'll never, ever uh, have any of that diminish.
1: Well, it's not like we'll never talk again. Uh, It's a lot easier for me to talk about people that I like and admire than to have somebody talk about me. So we take a hard right turn. I do have a question. (laughs) What what
2: time is your wake-up call? What what time is your alarm clock going to be set now?
1: Six. Because I'll prepare for the show the night night before. before. I did morning drive 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to the schedule. Plus, I'm an early morning person anyway. So I'll probably, you know, and and because we've worked together, uh, you know, when I send show Mm -hmm. notes, I'll say updated show notes, it it will say preliminary and then possibly updated, then show notes. And then it might say final show notes. I don't believe in eating a sub sandwich in one bite. (laughs) And I'm on on social media a lot, specifically Twitter, but I follow people who are are newsworthy Mm -hmm. is the best way to put it. So I see something, and then I'll just voice text something into an email to myself to remind myself to put in the show. So when I get off the air at 9 o'clock, I'm constantly reading anyway. Mm-hmm. So You're just constantly building a show, and then whatever I came up with throughout the day, then I'll probably put on paper at 7 o'clock, and Bruce will send me show notes just like you would do with me. And then I'll wake up at 6, I'll take a run through, you know, I'll take a run through, you know, the websites that I usually read, but I don't think much is going to really change overnight. The only thing that would be different is if the Nuggets, you know, had a big game the night before, the Avalanche had a big game Mm -hmm. the night before. But if we're being completely honest, and I don't mean to, you know, let everybody see the little man behind the curtain, we don't talk a lot about Nuggets game 43. No. You know, we we don't sit and break it down like we do with the playoffs. If something's impactful, you will. Yes. if If it's a big game, if something big happened in a game, yes, and... Not only will we talk about it, we will probably lead with it. But I'll be familiar with that stuff anyway. I kind of pride myself on keeping up on what's going on. And I can remember a handful of times, knock on wood, where I missed something. And I just killed myself over it. Because I'm like, that's not something that you do, Eric, not to speak in first person. But that bothers me if I miss something. It really gnaws at me.
2: Well, I know you guys will do great. Thank you. And, uh, again, I appreciate the chance and the opportunity to do this, and I very much enjoyed
1: myself. Well, I'm glad we got a chance to know each other better, and uh, the one thing I learned about you most of all is that your wife, Helen, makes great sliders. (laughs) Let's start the show. Uh, Yesterday's practice against the Cowboys, it was spirited from the Broncos' side for sure. Has it changed your mind at all? I understand it's only a snapshot in time, but as we sit here today, I'm not asking you to predict out but as you sit here today, do you feel any better by watching how they practice? And I know it's only practice. I
2: get it. My baseline is that I predicted them to go eight and nine. Right. It, while willing while expressing a willingness to have an open mind and change my mind and move the needle a little bit as the season approaches. Or right. even when it starts. Right. But in this case, it does move the needle a little bit for me. I'm not really gonna, I'm not gonna change the record prediction, but I, I did I was impressed the way they looked. And I understand though, if you substantively change your opinion based on a based on a no right. tackling joints practice then you, that's just
1: folly you shouldn't do that yeah i'm a firm believer that you don't judge somebody on one game you certainly don't judge them on their best day and you certainly should not judge them on their worst day so to me when you when i make a, and i don't like to make predictions i mean dan will be the first one to tell you that when we have made predictions on the show what we're usually talking about like in just in case you missed it mm-hmm. i give the same line every time i like to make predictions about games after they're over <laughs> because i always want to be as accurate as possible but i know people want to hear what's your prediction you could have people betting on games i'll be honest i i have i have i don't want to say inside information i have more information than most but it doesn't mean that i'm going to be right just because you have information, that's not going to tell you how the game's going to play out. I can tell you who might have an advantage here and an advantage there, but games play out differently. They just do. Now, as for the game on Saturday, the first preseason game, the Cowboys have already said, or I should say reportedly, they're not going to be playing their starters in the game. I, I would find it very hard to believe if Nathaniel Hackett plays his starters. So when we look at the backups, who will you be keeping your eye on?
2: Well, I do want to see Montreal Washington. Yep. I think he's the most intriguing guy in camp in a lot of ways. Yep. So I want to see him play in that game and see what he can do against against guys lower on the depth chart, albeit. But we'll see how he looks and whether he can look as flashy and as explosive and, and able to catch the ball. I don't mean in passes so much, but right. on, in, on kicks. See if he can do that. And I also want to look at Brandon Johnson, a wide receiver, see how he looks there. And uh, Nick Benito, will, it's kind of intriguing how much he will play, and see how Hackett treats him in terms of, of is he he's not a starter, but he's not a guy you want to throw in for a lot either. I think Except he's going to play rookie. a lot.
1: I think he's gonna, he's going to get a lot of time out there because he is a rookie.
2: So I'd look at him, and I'd look at I'd, I'd look at Mike Boone just to see if he can fit the profile of a guy who can get some snaps if either one of the if either Williams or uh, if Gordon go down. Right. And so, because if, especially if it's Gordon, who's been a little bit injury prone, if it's Gordon going down see if Boone can, well, what per, what percentage of the carries could Boone handle? And we've talked about Williams is bellwethered right. potential load that right. you don't agree
1: with. Right. And I
2: say, yes. No, no,
1: I'm not saying he, can. he can't. I'm saying I wouldn't use him that way. Is a guy who should carry the ball 300
2: times, and I'd watch up. I'd watch the offensive line in this situation. The backups, the backups. Ben Braden, in particular, okay. see if he's a guy who can inject himself in the race for a starting job. Okay, so that th- those are the things I'll be looking for.
1: Uh, I'm curious to see, and I'm guessing they will be on the field at the same time. I'm looking forward to watching Baron Browning and Benito on the field at the mm-hmm. same time because both have impressed. Uh, both have looked fast. Both have a lot of bend. So I want to see how those guys play. Because so I'll tell you right now, uh, Baron Browning plays, the better he plays, the less of a chance that Bradley Chubb's coming back. The better that Benito plays, less of a chance that, that Bradley Chubb's coming back. When you back. say coming back, you mean... He's a free agent yeah, this year. After this year. Yes. And again, when, when you look at what the Broncos have done during the offseason, they did three things in three different ways to show you the tea leaves on what they're going to do with Bradley Chubb. Baron Browning, they move from inside to outside. They used their first draft pick of the draft on Nick Benito, another pass rusher. Their big free agent signing was Randy Gregory. To me, that says something, even though George Payton came out and said, we really would like to bring him back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm necessarily buying that. Uh, as far as backup safety, I've always liked Caden Stearns, but P.J. Locke, he has impressed. Mm-hmm. They're both listed as backups, and they will likely play, uh, I'm guessing, at least a half because I don't expect Kareem Jackson out there nor Justin Simmons. You know,
2: I think one of the most intriguing issues in exhibition games, and I still call them exhibition games, is how heavily are you allow yourself to be influenced on the judgment of a player when it's a two versus a two.
1: It's a great point because I was going to bring that up. Let, let's be honest here. Let's say for the sake of argument, Montrell Washington lights it up. Even as a receiver. He's not doing it against Trayvon Diggs. No. Let's be honest. Now, Trayvon Diggs, and and I don't know the type of defense exactly Dallas plays. I don't know if they're a zone or a man-to-man team. But if they're a man-to-man team and the Broncos are playing the Cowboys, Diggs is going to be on Judy or Sutton or maybe Hamler, but probably one of those first two guys. They're not going to put digs on Washington. But you're right. Everything needs to be put into perspective. Who are you doing it against? And the argument is always when you're looking at a quarterback competition, which fortunately we don't have, Mm -hmm. you look at the two guys that are battling. Let's just go back to Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. You know, let's say Simeon didn't look good in his first three series, and then here comes Paxton Lynch and he lights it up. Chances are Paxton Lynch is lighting it up against a bunch of second and third teamers. So things need to be taken with a grain of salt. Kyle Sloter used to light it up. He did. He did. He was, he was great against guys who were not going to be starting, but at the end of the day, the dude is still in the league. Don't you think though, in that situation,
2: what it does is make you a little more intrigued about a guy and may, Hey, let's see if we can find a way to evaluate him playing against number one.
1: Or it would be great if a guy busts out like Terrell Davis mm-hmm. did. You see a guy in special so teams rare. light somebody up, right? Yeah. That'd be fantastic to watch. Coming up after the break, Deion Sanders, Hall of Famer, college football coach, said something so interesting that I'm thinking we got to get this into the show today. What did he say? That's next. <laughs>
0: A new drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry by my side. There's something that I won't try. Welcome back. Afternoon
1: Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. Mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. When you're looking for a wholesale alum in the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda loaded with inventory right now. You can get the right car at the right price. Hey, here's a couple suggestions. Mazda CX-5 or the Mazda CX-30, a small crossover SUV, all-wheel drive, leather trim seats, great power. Not a lot of SUVs get 32 miles to the gallon on the highway. This baby does. Take one for a test drive today. Siltahar, a family-owned business that has been serving Colorado families for over 60 years, and when you go to Siltahar Mazda or any of the Siltahar dealerships, it is stress-free and hassle-free. That's the way it should be, right? Go to Broomfield today or check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for the buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. I read something that Deion Sanders
1: said, and I was kind of fascinated by it, honestly. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of think he brings up a really good point. And uh, this is what he had to say. He said the NFL... Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, has lowered its standards for entry, and now undeserving players have been enshrined. This is what he said, and here's a quote. The Hall of Fame ain't the Hall of Fame no more. This thing is, well, it's becoming a free-for-all. It's not about if you play good. It's about people that changed the game. That's what the Hall of Fame is, being a game changer. My jacket for the Hall of Fame needs to be a different color. There needs to be a starting 11. There needs to be an upper room. My head don't belong with some of these other heads that are in the Hall of Fame. I think he took it a little over the top, but generally speaking, I don't disagree with him. He's talking about
2: they should have a VIP room or a first class or or like flying first class.
1: Who, Who makes that decision? I don't think anybody makes that decision, but you and I have had this conversation. When you look at the greatest quarterbacks of all time, right? And I've always put it this way. There is a special room that when you walk in the door, it's top-shelf liquor, it's the best TV out there, comfortable chairs, it has cigars, whatever you want, you can get. Doesn't and, mean
2: they all have to be that way,
1: though. No, I understand that. I understand that. But there are only a few guys that should truly be in that room. The greatest of the great, Brady, Manning, Elway, Just to Start, Marino, Farb. There are certain guys, and I understand that the game has changed, and the problem is we are so numbers-heavy as a society, but people do need to understand that because the game has changed, specifically for quarterbacks, but certainly the game in general, numbers are going to be a lot different back then than they are now. Well, I think he he should have given examples of
2: who he didn't think belonged in the Hall of Fame. I'll give you some examples. Okay. And he should have been asked, okay, let's address the, the immediate past class, the class that was just inducted. Yeah. Who is he saying in that group? Tony Baselli and Cliff Branch are among those. Is Cliff Branch one
1: of the greatest wide receivers of all probably time? Not. Hell, no. then he shouldn't be in. That's his point. Well, well, the, Deion, that Deion Tony Buscelli is now
2: one of the greatest tackles of all time. Deion Sanders proved you can be a great
1: cornerback without ever tackling anybody. I don't think any reasonable person, including you, despite your sarcastic comment, would ever question how great of a football player. And a great athlete. And a great athlete. He w- he was a great returner as well. He was great. He was great. But he what, was is, great. what does he care? I don't I don't get what, where he comes off on this. It's not so much what arrogance. Well, well, for starters, when you're probably considered one of the top two cornerbacks to ever play the game, I'm not saying that his arrogance is something that I appreciate. But in a lot of ways, you you look at some people in the Hall of Fame and say, you know what? Have have we really watered this down? If I'm going to order a pancake, okay, I don't want the batter watered down so I can have more. I'll give you a couple of guys who you can make the case should not be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Okay. Russ Grimm.
2: I've seen him on those lists. Yes.
1: Okay. But here's the reason why. He wasn't a full-time starter for a good part of his career. Yeah, he was part of three Super Bowl. Winners.
2: Represents a group to the Hogs.
1: Well, no, you're not in there to represent a group. You're in there to represent yourself. I think you can. It's an individual award. It's an individual award. Randy Gratishar is representing the Orange Crush. Well, you know what? I'll give you a group that should go in together. And that and that is the Dallas offensive line when Emmitt Smith yeah. played, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. And none of them
2: Larry Allen.
1: None of them will ever get in. Larry Allen Larry, came Larry, later.
2: Larry Allen is in the Hall of Fame.
1: Larry Allen came later. But he was he was blocking for Emmitt. He Smith. was not the he was not part of the original offensive the original line. Group. He came later. The point is those five guys will never get into the Hall of Fame. They were a bunch of misfits. All five Rayfield, of them. Were, right? All of them were a bunch of misfits. None of them will get in. But as a unit, they were arguably the best of all time.
2: But look at look at the seniors candidates who are up with Randy Gratishar, and the announcement will be Tuesday. These guys have been waiting around aren't in. So they, I think the other side of the coin is the guys who aren't in who should be. And there they're, they're probably like ten of them on that list there of twelve who should be. Bob Kuchenberg, the left guard, the, yeah. for the Dolphins, he should be in. No question about it. I think it.
1: there are a lot of guys who sh- who should, at, th- at
2: the end of the day,
1: Tommy Nobus should be in. This is the way I look at the Hall of Fame. and And I don't disagree with this statement because there are a lot of different metrics on getting into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. One of them is clearly going to be numbers. Let's not ignore that. And I understand numbers are different back then as they are now. Deion Sanders is right. People who changed the game. I'll give you another thing. Were you going to kick out half the people in the Hall of Fame, well, go no. back go back well, through on a witch hunt well, and find no. out who doesn't belong? Well, you're not going to kick anybody out. You're not going to kick anybody out, nor should they kick anybody Thought out. I am going
2: to miss this, but, <laughs> Eric.
1: But, ha- but it has been watered down. I'll, I'll say this. If you weren't a top five player at your position in your era, you should not go over to the Hall of Fame. I don't care who, who puts
2: has. together that list. Who who checks? Did did they say that know. in the induction? Did, did they no. say that in the selection
1: meeting? No, they go no. over that. They, no, they don't. They is don't. Is this guy one of the five best in his position? They they don't say it. Who are all? the other four? Well, what I'm saying is, I, I think it's pretty obvious. No, they don't judge it that way. But here, I'll give you a perfect example. Want a perfect example? Okay. Curtis Martin should not be in the Hall of Fame, and he's fourth all time in rushing. He played a lot of years, and he compiled a lot of numbers, and he was never, except for maybe one or two seasons, the best player at his position, Mm -hmm. and maybe not even top five. I'll give you another guy. Art Monk played a lot of years, compiled a lot of numbers. This isn't the Hall of Longevity. This is the Hall of Fame. How about Andre Tippett? Nope, should not be in the Hall of Fame, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay, I, I remember watching him growing up. He was fantastic. But here's the deal. He had a hundred sacks in eleven seasons, and a third of them came in two seasons. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he was he was okay. How many what
2: percentage of Terrell Davis's yards came in two seasons? You could make the case uh three seasons. Three
1: seasons. But you're right. He was injured. I'm I'm not I'm not uh,
2: But I was saying two
1: seasons to be directly comparable to what you're Well here about here's there. the thing. Here's the thing about Terrell Davis. Outside of maybe Barry Sanders, he may have had the greatest three year stretch of all time outside, plus what he did in the playoffs as well, plus the touchdowns that he scored. It's everything with him, and I have no problems with him being in. It's the same thing with Gale Sayers. But Art Monk is a guy who played 16 seasons and compiled a lot of numbers. I think Roy Williams famously said about finally winning a championship, I think he said something like, well, you know, at the end of the day, uh, when you coach this long, you might win one. Or when somebody has the most wins of all time, when you coach this long, eventually you might get there. I'm gonna I'm gonna set you off with, with what I'm about to say. I'm gonna set you off. So get ready for it. Don't launch over the table at me. Okay. When you look at running backs, Danny, I'm gonna be calm. When okay. you look when you look at, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna use the phrase no business. Like, he has no business being in. Mm -hmm. I'll never phrase it that way, okay? But I'm going to set this up before I say anything. This is not about what you meant to a franchise. It's irrelevant.
2: I think I know who's coming.
1: It has nothing to do with what you meant to a franchise. It's irrelevant. It's what you did on the field. It's between the lines. That's what matters. And I'm not saying he has no business being in the Hall of Fame. In the Hall of Fame should be the top 25 running backs of all time. Small group, small fraternity.
2: How many are you in now? I, oh, and I say not knowing the answer.
1: I don't know the answer. Danny, can you look that up? How many running backs are in the Hall of Fame? You can make the case. A lot of people are going to be upset with me saying this. So you ready? Well, I, I, know can make,
2: who, I, I, I know who you mean. Who? I think you're going to say Floyd Little. You got it.
3: 25 running backs enshrined in Canton. That's,
2: not, that's preposterous. And he meant he did. He did indeed mean a lot in this franchise in this city. He did. He kept, the, he kept pro football
1: viable here pretty much. That's irrelevant. That has nothing no, to do no, with it. No, it's
2: not irrelevant.
1: It is irrelevant. It's absolutely it's about what you did on the field. It's your accomplishment on the field. It has nothing to do with what you meant for your community. Because if that's the standard, then Justin Simmons should go into the Hall of Fame for what he has done in Denver.
2: He didn't save the franchise.
1: It doesn't matter whether the franchise was saved or not. Who cares? It would have gone someplace else. People in New York, people in L.A., Seattle, Tampa, don't care that the Denver Broncos have a franchise. He is not, by any metric, one of the top 25 running backs. Floyd had to in wait a long,
2: long time, and I think the people in the room and voting on that uh, understood what he meant to Denver in the franchise, and he, he was also a terrific running
1: I am glad that he is in. Because I live in Denver and my roots are here. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is he is not one of the top 12, 25 running backs in NFL history. Does, does anybody lay down a set of rules and guidelines for Hall of Fame voters? And it doesn't
2: specifically say in there, you can't take into consideration what he meant to a franchise and what he meant to the NFL. No, you shouldn't. It's what, it's he what, meant it's to what a, you
1: did on the field, period. It's what you did on think, the field. I don't think that's I, well, why, absolutely why he,
2: codified in the... Uh, voting regular. Why
1: do we have to extrapolate this out? It's what you did on the field, period. That's why you should go in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter if you're a bad guy or a good guy. Curt Schilling should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and it's a joke that he isn't, and I don't agree with any of his politics. He was one of the best Barry pitchers Bonds. of his generation. Should absolutely. We agree, be agree on
2: Barry Bonds. That's
1: right. Curt Schilling should be in as well. One of the best pitchers of his generation. The problem is is that you have people, people like Floyd Little, as well they should. From what I understand, he was a terrific man. But no reasonable person would say he was one of the top 25 running backs of all time. Now, when you throw in punt returns. But how
2: many many did we decide how many running backs are in the Hall of Fame?
1: They're 25. They're 25. He's not one of the top 25 running backs of all time. Now, the argument could be he had over 12,000 all-purpose yards. Yes. He was a punt returner, he was a kick returner, and he caught passes. I am with you and on that. And if I'm a
2: voter, I can take into consideration anything I want. Of
1: course you can. and That's my point. And you know why he had 1,200 all-purpose yards? Because nobody was good enough to return punts on that team. Billy Thompson
2: was... was. What's that? Billy Thompson was a great returner.
1: Well, then why did Floyd Little take his spot as a punt returner? He didn't,
2: he didn't return him all the time. Billy Thompson did.
1: First two years he did, and then it was Billy Thompson. And he, and he was like, he put up crazy good numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm with you the end of the day, if you want to say he's one of the greatest overall football players of all time, I suppose you can Mm -hmm. make that case, but he's not one of the best running backs of all time. No way. And I'm thrilled that he's in, and I'm glad that he's in. But I'll be honest with you, um, Floyd, Floyd Little, if we're talking about that little room, does not belong in the same room as Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown. Does not. It should be the Hall of Great, not the Hall of Very Good, and it doesn't matter what you do for your community.
3: Charlie Trippy is uh, one of the running backs in the Hall of Fame, if that provides any. Who's he? Exactly.
2: Thank you. Oh, recency bias. Here we go. No,
1: I don't know. I don't know who that is. I don't think Dick Vermeil should be just, in the Hall be, of Fame.
2: Just because Deion Sanders probably doesn't know who
1: Charlie Trippy is, sh- so he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Coming up after the break, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty calcate and Evan from the Just Us Guys Podcast. Broncos are three and a half point favorites over the Cowboys on Saturday. I can even bet the game because it's preseason or you, you got to get some action. We'll give you some tips.
0: People think they diss <laughs> my person by stating I'm darkly packed. I know this, so I point at Q-tip and he states black is black. Mirror, mirror, or. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Brookfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at STHMazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive,
1: Goodman Fry. Watch us, Smileysports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at t fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale onto to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for what's trending.
0: What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to PinnacleDen.com.
1: Okay, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Broncos, three and a half point favorites over the Cowboys in the preseason opener. That line actually moved. It was two and a half. Now it's three and a half. With that, are you taking the Broncos and giving the points, or do you not even? I know you don't gamble, but if you did, would you not even touch preseason games? I
2: think you can touch preseason if you do it for fun, like you talked before the break. Have some, have some action. Yeah. Have some fun. Have have some. Have a dog and a hunt as you're watching the game. I'd say take the Broncos, but not based on anything like heavy analysis or the what I saw in the joint practice. Uh, it's a home game for Denver, even under these conditions. It's Scrubs versus Scrubs. I say have fun. Don't sweat it and and play the Broncos for three and a half points.
1: I mean, if you're really going to dive into this, you got to look at the rosters and say who's deeper because those are the guys Mm -hmm. who are going to be playing. Both sets of starters are not going to be playing in this game. How confident do you feel in ripping, right? Mm -hmm. How how good do you feel about the the other potential starting quarterback? Josh Johnson. Right, for the Broncos who has, you know, certainly played with a lot of teams. He just hasn't played a lot. Thirteen, Right. Uh, I don't know if that's a record, but he should go in the Hall of Fame for that. I
2: think it is. He and Ish Smith, we've got a real Quinella going here between Ish Smith, who's played for, I think, 13 NBA teams. Yeah, that's crazy. And then Josh Johnson.
1: Well, Josh Johnson has a chance to uh, hit the record because there are 32 NFL teams and only 30 NBA teams. Guys, what do you think? Let's talk about that over-under, 31.5. That's really low. It is, isn't it? But the last time, I believe it was Danny or Alex asked us, I think it was the Hall of Fame game.
2: I took the over, and I was right. You took the
1: over, and you were right. I took the under because the history suggested it was always the under. Mm -hmm. But what you're basically saying is, if you're going to pick the under, the score is going to be 17-14. to Do you believe it's going to be more than that or under that? I think more than that. I'll take the over,
2: uh, and in part because that makes, means it's probably a more interesting game if there's more scoring, and that, that's what I'd be rooting for, an interesting game, a game that keeps your attention as you're looking for uh, hidden players, too.
1: By the way, uh, I don't consider myself much of a gambler, but I do know this, specifically when it comes to the Super Bowl. When it comes to the over-under, most people tend to bet the over than the under, and there's a reason why. Because people root for action. Mm-hmm. You don't. People don't like to root for no scoring. So people want to see action. They want to enjoy the game. They want to see scoring. Very rarely do you watch a game with two teams and say, gee, I hope it's a three and out. Gee, I hope it's an incomplete pass.
2: So it artificially gets nudged up.
1: It does, specifically in the Super Bowl. So when the line comes out, people will immediately bet the over. And you wait for that to go up, and then you come in last minute and bet the under.
2: I play like a 14-game parlay with the coin flip and the time of the National Anthem. You do the prop bets? Yeah.
1: No, you don't. I do, too, actually. Do you? Yes. How long the National Anthem is going to be?
2: Which I always try to get inside information on that.
1: Danny, I know you like to bet a little bit on football, or I could just be more honest and say, you got a real problem. (laughs) Uh, 1-800. Right. (laughs)
3: preseason games, you bet on those? I do not bet on preseason. It's too much of a crapshoot. You have you have no idea yeah. who you're betting on. Yeah, and it, it's just it's not the guys playing that are going to be on the 53-man roster. It's right. just a very different it's a very different animal altogether betting preseason. And so I like to save my money for the games that actually count.
1: Right, and you only I, I, what is your what is your pot this year like Seventeen dollars. You're hoping to I'm actually that? starting
3: out pretty well yeah. uh, because I did fairly well in the Open Championship. Oh, you did? Yeah, Rory McIlroy came through for me with a uh, top five finish. So wow, yeah.
2: I, I think the only other thing about preseason I would emphasize is that uh, if you think you know more than you know, you you're in big trouble.
1: It's kind of like betting on... The, it's like kind of being a part of the NCAA office pool. It is paralysis by analysis. You know, this team's a really good outside shooting team, but the other team plays a zone defense. I play the
2: Catholic so schools in the order the Saints will be a fight. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, if it's a Catholic school against a Jewish school, I always <laughs> take the Jewish school. But then again, I've never made that bet before because I don't think there are any Jewish schools, and if there were... Uh, the center would probably be five foot eleven, like me.
2: But the smart, the smart analysis would be to say not not who necessarily has the best reserves, who has the best scrubs or as deepest, who has the guys in a situation where they're hungry. Right. Like those well, those guys be on the field. Right. Not necessarily be the best best players on the field at the time, but will they be the hungriest players?
1: like, like I'll give you a team that I would bet on during the preseason: the Buffalo Bills.
2: I was going to say Jacksonville.
1: No, this is why I'm saying Buffalo, because their backup is Case Keenum. Mm -hmm. And that guy is going to probably tear up second and third stringers because Josh Allen is not going to play. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it?
3: SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey had some uh, comments on potential playoff expansion in college sports, but it might not be the playoff that you would think he would comment on expanding. We'll talk about that on the other side right here. On Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Take
0: all of my stress right now. Help me get it off my chest and out. Into the
2: ether with the rest of this mess that just keeps us depressed. We forget that we're here right now.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Presented by Silter Harmazza. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back,
1: Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, to the public, go to rmfp.com. If you don't have plans this weekend, I have a great suggestion for you no matter where you live whether it's the city or the suburbs head on up to Westminster to the Orchard Town Center you need to check out Windfall Brewing Company man they have it going on 17 craft brews on tap and honestly this is not bar food and I'm not gonna even insult it by calling it upscale bar food it's probably one of the best restaurants you're gonna find in Denver why because well they're they're Executive chef used to be the sous chef at Shanahan's. I, everything I've had on that menu, it just keeps getting better and better and better. And, oh, by the way, if you would like to play arcade games, they've got them. 23 pinball machines, Pac-Man, Golden Tee, all your favorites. Your kids are going to love them, too. And with that, want to bring in one of the owners of Windfall Brewing Company, my guy, Sean. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great today. How are you doing on this Friday? I'm doing great. Well, let's talk about Saturday because I said people should go up there this weekend uh, your place is popping between 6 to 8 every Saturday because you have such a great location of live music, don't you?
4: Yeah, uh, the, the stage is right across from our restaurant, and uh, with this new common consumption law they passed, from the hours of 5 to 8, anyone can, you know, of age can drink in this really big you know, corridor and listen to the live music.
1: All right. Speaking of drinking, your brewery, I know you're always experimenting with new things. What kind of new beers do you have on tap?
4: So one of our hoppy beers that we came out with is called Tropical Eruption. It's 7.8%, and it's a double dry hopped mango milkshake IPA, Hmm. and it's brewed with herbal tea. So it's light but complex and fruity and hoppy at the same time.
1: Okay. So you have great beer. And, and I'll be honest, I cannot believe you are doing this with your guy, Russell Wilson, as the quarterback. Broncos season is upon us. The first game is on Saturday, and you're just going to be giving liquor away every time they score a touchdown, aren't you?
4: Well, I don't know about preseason, but for the regular season, yes. Every touchdown, we will be giving a shot, to everyone of age. Um, and, I mean, to be honest, I'm hoping we're giving out, you know, at least, Three or four shots a game.
1: So, what are the shots going to be?
4: Plumade apple pie.
1: Wow! What's tell me about that.
4: So it's uh, apple juice, one fifty one, and cinnamon sticks. You boil it down a little, and then uh, you pour it into bottles and you serve it up, and it's really good.
1: What's it called again? Apple pie. Not to be confused with warm apple pie (laughs) from the movie American Pie, correct? (laughs) Absolutely correct. All right, just wanted to make sure. Just wanted <laughs> to make sure. Okay, I talk about your menu all the time because it is just ridiculously good. If there is one thing, if somebody's walking in for the first time, what should they get? And it's it's like choosing your favorite children because I'm telling well, you everything is great on that menu.
4: So for the appetizers, I would have to say the beer battered cheese curds. Yep. Um, those are Wisconsin cheese curds, and we use our... Um, our beer that's called Puppies, which is a 4.5% table ale, in that batter. So those are just absolutely phenomenal. And if you're walking in on a Friday like today is, they're...
1: Say that one more time. You cut out on us, Sean.
4: Oh, sorry. And if you're walking in today on a Friday, I would suggest trying our fish fry.
1: Oh, that sounds good. And yeah, and an... How's that battered up? It's
4: all day, and it's battered with our beer. Um, so it's beer battered and fried. And then instead of giving fries out, we put a twist to that. You know, Abby, my fiance, she's from Charleston, South Carolina. So instead of fries, we use Hush Puppies.
1: Oh, really? By the way, you, yeah. know, how, you know how Hush Puppies got its name? I don't. You don't? Uh, back, don't in, so. back in the Civil War, uh, they, they had dogs, you know, on both sides, the North and the South. And I believe it was used mainly in the North. And dogs bark all the time, so... In order to get the dogs to stop barking so the other side would know where the other side was, they would give them little treats, and they were called hush pups. I didn't know.
4: Well, I just learned something today. Thank you. Well,
1: uh, I, I finished last as I tried to test out for Jeopardy, but I do know that. How do people find you?
4: Uh, we are located in the Orchard uh, Town Center Mall, which is on 144th and Huron, right off of i Twenty Five. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and you can Google us too.
1: So Fish Friday night, live music tomorrow, pinball machines, new beers on tap. Go watch the Broncos, you get shots. I mean you have something for everybody. Thanks, Sean. Have a great night. Thank you, you too, sir. See you, pal. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word. Are you ready? Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton.
3: Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said he wants to take a fresh look at the NCAA men's basketball tournament. He mentioned the 2022 College World Series champion Mississippi from his conference the SEC who were last into the 64 team field of the College World Series went all the way to win it and he used that as a potential motivator behind March Madness expansion we've talked about college football playoff expansion a lot on this show will we see an expansion to the college football playoff or NCAA men's basketball tournament first
2: the CFP has declared it's going to stick with four through it's the end of the contract in, in uh, 2025 so that's almost academic my, my initial feeling about the ncaa basketball tournament always has been 68 is too many but i would rather actually do it in a weird way i think it'd be better you let everybody in make it like indiana high school basketball then you don't have anybody griping about the eighth place team from the acc not being selected and griping that the winner of the patriot league gets an automatic bid so i i would i would think that the The uh, change is going to come first in college in the college football playoff after twenty five, but but I don't. But I would not be at all upset if if the basketball tournament went first.
1: I'm going to be get off, get off my lawn, guy. I think they should expand the college football playoff to eight, but it really doesn't matter. It it really doesn't. This isn't the NCAA tournament where anything can happen. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be the same three or four teams every single year. It just is.
2: Even if it's expanded.
1: Well, yeah, you can expand it, but Alabama or another SEC team, or maybe Ohio State or Clemson, those are going to be the teams. It always is. Just look at the history. Just look at the history of the college football playoff, and it's pretty much the same teams playing in the final every year. Whatever team plays Alabama is going to get smoked.
2: They didn't last time.
1: Yeah, by Georgia, an SEC team.
2: It's still not Alabama.
1: My point is an SEC team. It's the best. It's by far and away the best conference in California. By far and away, and I'm a Big Ten. I don't disagree.
3: Just in case you missed it, Little League World Series. Some stories coming out of that as they uh, whittle down the field. There, sportsmanship. A batter hit by a pitch consoled the pitcher who hit him in the head because the pitcher was a little shaken up. And so uh, everybody's talking about how that's what sports are all about, the sportsmanship at those lower levels the kids love for the game. And another big story coming out just uh, today, Little Leaguer from Wyoming hit a home run wearing a pair of ranching gloves. Yeah, saw that. So showing where he came from. Do you follow the Little League World Series at all or just maybe see some of the bigger stories that come out like these two that were more on social media.
2: Well, right now you turn on ESPN and it's the regionals going on and the the Little League World Series starts next week. Yeah, I can't can't resist watching it. I I don't like the idea of putting 12-year-olds on the international stage like that. And I think we don't understand that this is not a pervasive system. Every kid in America is not playing Little League. It's a separate program. That's that's maybe, I don't know, one quarter of the
1: cities in the country. More kids play soccer than play Little League.
2: And I, but I always go back to remember Chris Drury, the chubby little kid spitting, and pitching his team, Trumbull, Connecticut, to right. the Little League World Series championship.
1: That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. It's your sales staff, though, that really sets them apart because you yeah, have people who've been working there for decades. It's when you invest in appliances; it's not an inexpensive thing that you are doing. So, work with people who can get you what you want. You want to feel like okay. This is a really good investment. Don't just walk into a big box store. You see a bunch of refrigerators and say, I like that ice maker and walk out the door. Make sure you have what you need. That's why you want to work with Mountain High Appliance. And oh, by the way, they have the best appliances bar none in all of the Denver metro area. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Broncos kick off the preseason tomorrow, if you can believe it. How many slots are likely available? If you're going to have a team of 53, roughly, how many slots are really available on the Broncos? That's next.